what it is what's up podcast i have for you in cut the tells of the saddle podcast and this is going to be very shoddy quality in terms of how i describe these projects uh because i really am not too interested in the projects like i mean i like i love these projects but like the the premise of this is what i'm about to ask right here so anchor.fm which is the podcast host onto which i uh, record all these and post them and all that shit they handle rss they are they handle the um the posting to other feed sites such as apple jesus christ i'm fucking up right now <clears throat> we gonna let it rock uh apple uh podcast beast podcast monkey podcast titties whatever um they're owned by spotify so obviously they go through spotify but other platforms are just that, that are similar in nature they have this new uh let's say subscription model that they've set up and i just kind of want to get your guys's feedback on how this works and then i'll release the projects so wait until i'm done doing this and then give me your opinion then you can hear you can hear about the projects whatever um so essentially the idea of this i'm reading the pictures because reading words is hard so i the creator set up a price that is a monthly charge kind of how it is now i only have one subscriber my homeboy hudson so shout out to hudson he can if hudson wanted to catch on any point by all means do feel free to do so uh if anybody else wants to subscribe again feel free to do so and then after that there's another picture which essentially has it to where you have to up the episode screen where i would go to choose to upload or delete some uh, episodes and you can actually make certain episodes subscriber only and then you can have it toggled on for future episodes so i can make past one subscription only i can make future one subscription only uh, and then this basically allows you to, I, I guess you don't have to have separate, like, I, I don't know how, how different this is. Cause like other than the having episodes be subscriber only, this is pretty much the same model. I feel like that already exists. I've never subscribed to myself. I've never seen the process, but from what I gather, it's pretty similar to what it already is, but yeah uh the another benefit is that more revenue goes to the creator uh versus it going to i suppose anchor.fm i i I really don't know but the point being uh (laughs) would you guys want to see me do subscriber only content because i could do that i mean i can you know, again, the, <laughs> I don't know how how well edited it'll be together, but I mean, I can find interesting topics to do subscriber only stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong about that. Um, they have Anchor is unleashing a Q and A feature, which probably hope now this very moment to actually kind of get your guys' feedback on this. But what can you do? Um, there's still the I'm gonna I guess put my Anchor.fm in the uh, description. You can go on there. You can submit uh you can submit messages to me and like the message can be feedback you can go to apple podcast and uh review it there if you want to and then give me feedback that way my social media is usually in the description you can go to that anyway the point being do you guys want to see me do subscription only content because i can private you know it's private 
you have to support it. Uh, and the, the minimal amount is like two ninety nine. I don't give a shit like how much you pay. Like you could pay if it was less two ninety nine, like three cents. I wouldn't care. But uh, it's up to y'all, you know. And yeah, let's get on to the uh, the albums. All right, like I said, this as far as the music goes is going to be a lot more just quick and just thorough. Uh, not thorough, through. That's what I don't know what I don't know what I want to say the word through, but <laughs> I'm getting this pretty quickly, just because like I've listened to a lot of these albums a, a good minute ago. I don't know why I still don't need to step just putting them out there when I'm actually more um, was more nascent to me and fresher in my mind. But you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Um, so we have Bedwetter Volume One, which who knows when Volume Two is coming out because it's you know a little ugly, man. Uh, flick your tongue in Bedwetter is a little ugly man alias, by the way. Flick your tongue against your teeth and describe the present. Now, the little ugly man project, quote unquote, supposedly retired back in 2015 with the album Oblivion Access. He's, I think, he's went under it a couple times for certain mixes and features and such, but for the most part, it's as I understand, been dead back then. And he's got other different aliases since then for other projects. I believe Dale Kruger's one of them. Bedwetter, other ones. Uh, Sean Kemp, the producer, alias, I believe, is still around. I don't know the last time he's produced somebody else, but the point being, he has different, you know, kind of derivatives that he operates under. And his Bedwetter one is pretty much supposed to be, I think, the rawest and most similar to the actual person, Travis Miller. And to that extent with this album, it is certainly the project with the least frills out of any Travis Miller alias. Because he really just gets to the point with some of these. I mean, crazy, like kind of screeching moments a la uh, Kendrick on you. uh, Almost like, you know, goth or, or metal artist. Like really just gets into extensivist range. Some of his vocal effects he uses also uh, pretty similarly crazy. I, I just love it. I mean, I can't say it's necessarily my favorite Travis Miller project. I, I really don't know. But if you liked the sad shit that, that Lil Ugly Mane and all those projects featured, I think this is deeper into that <laughs> like it's it's like the spectrum it's pretty far right into the, not not like politically but it's very far right into that sound um you look at listen to shit like haze of interference what put me onto this is that haze of interference was supposedly his best song that's why i've seen on the twitters and why i didn't necessarily believe that because i figured that this is wasn't gonna be my sound my type of, of album i <laughs> it's, it's definitely a standout it, it's by far his deepest uh farthest out there uh rawest every every type of synonym to just exposing oneself that's what it is for that but there's also some tunes like they're depressing but they still rock i mean branch is very similar to red water by earl sweatshirt in which is pretty much a refrain 
that repeats and then you have some instrumental shifts up shifts uh in between but for the most part pretty much a two minute repeating of a uh phrase i like that stoop Blast has a great hook uh but this is definitely not a uh a uh an album for say someone who's a I don't know, a Mr. Thug Isolation player circle type of fan, but I think if you really like depressing hip-hop, there's a lane for that. So, I don't know what, like, when I do these play comparisons, usually it's something more bright, but, uh, I don't know. Let's play a comparison, Javaris Crittenden. How about that? <laughs> Javaris Crittenden. Unlike the great Elizabeth Fraser, I hope to keep this uh, a lot more concise and, and comprehensible than her average song on this project. Heaven or Las Vegas by Cocktail Twins. I actually recommended this album because of the mix by Spotify that was stemming from my final recommendation in this three-peat. I've always heard of this act due to like different very out there like artists that I've listened to not too out there that kind of took inspiration from it uh Frank Ocean The Weeknd other dream pop artists kind of like Beach House um and I just didn't never listen to it for some reason like I I, I actually have not listened to the other two albums off of Trilogy very much. So the Heaven of Las Vegas, which I believe is on, uh, I want to say the middle one, which I think is Echoes of Silence. Is it thir- it's Thursday. Thursday's the middle one. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Who cares? But Heaven of Las Vegas, which is actually a weekend song, I never, I guess, put two and two together. But hey, let's go listen to the namesake from that. But even Cherry Colored Funk, sample on one of my favorite songs is on House of Blues. I forgot the name of the song, but I know it's on there. Did not make me listen either. So, I just said F it, and um, went into it. They actually recommended the song. I know, I'm, <laughs> this is the Cocktail Twin song now, not the Weekend song. I know I'm saying this phrase quite a bit, but Heaven in Las Vegas, the song off here, which is pretty much the, the widely considered the peak off of this in terms of just impact and uh, influence. Did not understand one fucking thing that was said the entire song. <laughs> except, except that one line, must be Las Vegas. Other than that, I understand that shit that uh, Elizabeth Fraser said. And there's some other songs in here that are a little bit more comprehensible, like uh, Cherry Colored Funk. Pitch the Baby has some most of understand what's being said. Uh, Wolf in Breast, Wolf in the Breast, 50 50 Clown. Um, I know there's a lot of songs in here that are kind of referencing Elizabeth Fraser, you know, kind of having a kid and trying to you know grasp with the idea of a family for the most part i appreciate this because the instrumentals uh it's just incredible her voice although i don't necessarily like understand kind of most i'm not really good at comprehending rock music anyway so take that with what you may i just hearing the lyrics in rock music is not good for me i don't know why i just can't really discern what's being said most of the time but as i've seen presented in many analysts and and pundits uh you know kind of breakdown of this album her voice is an instrument of itself sometimes you don't have to kind of understand what's being done it's just how does it sound and this album sounds good i would say it's probably 
if not Beach House self title, I think it's probably the, my favorite dream pop record I've listened to. Uh, and that's just, I think, the genre that I've seen it called. I'm not sure if that's what's widely considered, you know, dream pop, but that's what I've seen it called. So I just call it that. I like it. I think you should listen to it. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Flayer Confess. I got. I, I think this is a perfect one, but I'm not sure. I'm gonna compare to Kyrie Irving from the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, maybe some people might not like that, but I like it. <laughs> I, think I realized why I didn't do this because I really wanted to have this kind of in the same vein as my YouTube versions where I edit in the music and kind of like make it feel spiffy. I didn't go through that, obviously. Maybe I should have. I'm not sure. But if you guys want that again, feedback would be nice. Uh, I would be definitely content with editing that stuff in. I just I don't know why I didn't. But so we have Strawberry Switchblade. Uh, by Strawberry Switchblade. It's another self-titled. And I think that it is probably one of the least appreciated songs or albums that I've listened to that are kind of before, you know, the modern era of music, like nine, early 90s, 80s, blah, blah, blah. And, I, you know, I I only found about it because Lil Ugly Mane, who, to circle all back, this is honestly got the, probably the most perfect three project recommendation I've done because each one circles back to another one because of Go Away by Lil Ugly Man from his album Three Side of Tape Volume 1 I believe uh, he sampled this it may be two it, it may be two it may be two um, either, go listen to both, both of them are excellent but he essentially sampled the bridge or the hook from this and then use like part of the bridge as like kind of like a basically as a bridge here and you know he does enough things with the instrumental to make it actually worth listening to but i'm mean, even on itself like this is some of the elements to, to the song go away it's like kind of the precursor i feel like to cloud route like not one-to-one like but i feel like there's elements to that which it works in like it's just so i, I think people call it new wave this dream pop elements the vocalists on here they're fantastic uh it, it really sucks that like such a talented duo pretty much got shelved because of like non-marketability purposes and just unable to find a lane and there's other uh fucking like 80s 90s stories like that especially 80s but people that just couldn't make it through because they couldn't find a way to market their song there's a music video. Well, there's actually, I forgot what what it's. It's pretty famous. Cause it's like it's like a, a music video, and the band they they couldn't find originally any way to like market it. So I guess a label said, okay, this shit's gonna work if we try this. So they do a essentially like flipbook style, hand drawn type of music video that cuts in between reality and like. If you if you understand what I'm talking about at this point, please contact me somehow because I forgot what it's called. But I I project to find if I wanted to. But the point being, this music video after like the fourth time of recording it, they finally found the style that was able to make it sell. The song did well, the album did well. I think the band stayed together for a little bit longer. And this is the same shit that Strawberry Switchblade had to go through. They 
since yesterday did well, but I think it only really sold well in like their region. I think they're from like I think it was like Ireland or some shit. Um, Ireland, sweet, sweet, Sweden, sweet, Swedish. I don't know. I forgot the I forgot the word. Um, but I think they're like a Scottish act, and their region did well. Like the UK, it did well, but like it did not do well globally. And then it tried to cover Jolene by Dolly Parton, and it's it's kind of takes us to a different level. Like it's up tempo, and you know, kind of. like this 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 punkish like dance type of you know vibe to it which is obviously different than the kind of the country's uh mood they went with with the original song and i you know i just like it. i think they're a very talented act i think it sucks that i mean you know this came out in 1985 so after i think about what 36 years probably not very likely that they'll get back together but damn shame really uh hope you enjoyed the recommendation oh yeah uh comparison fuck I, this is tough um, the Lopez brother, somebody else. Uh, hmm. it had to be a set of brothers that kind of had an impact at one moment altogether, and then like kind of just ebbed away after that. I'm gonna go with the Harrison twins, uh, from Kentucky. They had just you know that huge battle of success with the 2014 2015 seasons. And then absolutely, you know, kind of petered away after that. The Harrison Twins, that's what I'm going to go with. That's it for me. I hope you enjoyed this piece. Oh, yeah. Please comment on my suggestion or question about the subscription model. I need to get feedback on that because I don't know what to do with that. I also don't have much of a, a, um, a listener base for it to matter too much anyway. So. Mm-hmm.